Hey, everybody. It's RJ Carter with CriticalBlast.com. Uh, embarking on, his, on what is probably a bad idea, doing a live stream video comic book review, um, largely because I think my Wi-Fi is probably at a low ebb right now. So I don't know what the end results of this are going to be. And secondly, I'm still on the tail end of a cold, so I talk a little bit too much. Um, I end up needing to cough a lot, so I don't like doing that. But let's get right to it. There's a lot of new books coming out this week, and we'll get to as many of them as we can. But we're going to start this live stream looking at two book releases from Dynamite Comics. Uh, the first one being Barbarella and Deja Thoris, number one. And this one's from Leo Williams and German Garcia. And it seems like it's it's just another one of those, hey, we've got property A, hey, we've got property B. Let's make them fit together somehow. So you've got Deja Thoris, who lives on Mars, or Barsoom, as the Chronicles have it called, uh, in what would be technically Civil War era Earth time. And Barbarella, who is from 10,000 years in the future, uh, from way out in space. And from what I can gather, Barbarella is a walking encyclopedic savant uh, who just has trouble keeping her clothes on. Uh, so this is, you know, th that that's the setup. You've got Barbarella, who's the woman who broke Dr. Duran Duran's orgasmatron because she wore the thing out. Uh, and Deja Thoris, who's typical formal attire has Vampirella saying, damn, girl, put some clothes on. Um, the story involves Barbarella coming to the site of a murder scene where the guy knew he was going to die and had called Barbarella to come help him, uh, but appears specifically after his death. I guess he was doing some time travel, uh, genetic memory, all kinds of experiments, weird stuff. And, and when Barbarella walks in, she's she's told to show up at a certain time, and it's like minutes after his death. And this is where, I'm sorry, but the writing on this one gets really, really sloppy. Uh, I'm going to see if I can't screen share this. I've never tried that before on here. I know there used to be a button for it. Maybe I won't be able to after all. Because I'm using the YouTube live thing. Well, that's just too bad. We're still learning how to do a lot of this stuff, and some of it you can do in live stream. Some of it I think I had to be in Google Hangouts to do. Maybe that's where I saw the, that is where I saw the share screen thing. So this is not a Google Hangout chat. We won't be able to see it, but I will basically describe the images here. I've switched over to the other window. And you see Barbara, Barbarella walking up to, laboratory walking in obviously the door's been busted off and she's like hello dr gitu i'm barbarella like you don't know your name uh, i'm here about the null d regulator specs we spoke after this after a recent chance encounter in the yar in the yar vr forum the guy's supposed to know who you are and you haven't seen him you know he's in there somewhere and you're explaining who you are and what you've done on the way there People, people don't talk like that. Um, and I, I, I get that it's you're trying to do the show don't tell by having Barbarella do the dialogue, but in this case, you're having Barbarella doing the tell without the show. Um, 
this could have easily been done with text boxes above it where you're basically saying i've arrived where i at where i'm supposed to be uh i'm supposed to pick this up we had spoken during a chance encounter because you don't just say hey we had a chance encounter um and then talked about the depth of the discussion thread. And in the discussion thread about your papers on how the evolution of crustacea infraclass from sessile dwellers of the erosive environment to vagal explorers can be proven using their ancient lineage. Hello? No, that's a, that's a fairly specific. No, you don't do that. It says, you know. And you specified with great intensity the importance that I arrive at this precise time and not a minute sooner or later to purchase these specs from you. So here I am. No, I'm sorry. That that doesn't work. <coughs> and I told you that would happen. Um, anyway, Barbarella follows this very, very arcane treasure map that he's left behind for her to follow, which takes her around his yard and through his laboratory and back into the laboratory where she finds a magic mirror. It, it's a magic mirror. Um, they stand it up, and or she stands it up. She's all by herself, uh, and oh, just walks through it because that's what you do when you see a, a wormhole. You step through it because you know, obviously, there's something on the other side that's not a black hole or the vacuum of space. Um, and that's where she disappears. And then we cut to Barsoom, where Dejah Thoris is overseeing an archaeological dig in these huge sand flats because that's all Mars has is sand, where there used to be an ocean. And they can't find any minerals in this place, which is odd because if there was an ocean, there should be salt. And they dig up. Oh, look, it's the magic mirror. Uh, guess what's going to happen here? Yeah, they're going to stand it up and she's going to look in it and she's going to see Barbarella and she's going to yank through it. And that's when Barbarella and Deja Thoris are going to be in this same continuum here, uh, which is basically a big bubble room that they're mapping out. They speak the same language because they, because Barbarella knows every language in the universe and she understands that Barsoom, a dead language, as she refers to it. Uh, and she goes on and she makes, they, they talk weird and there's actually maybe a good reason for it uh, because shortly Thoris shows up, she makes a very uh, lengthy statement and I'm trying to find, see if I can find it here. Again, it's it's narrative that only serves the purpose of setting up a joke. That's, and, and if anybody has read any of the Martian um, stories from Edgar Rice Burroughs, you've already thought but, you know, Deja Thor, she's pulled her sword out and Barbarella's not cowed by it. She says, oh, I like you, you know, because you're, you're obviously, a, you know, somebody who's going to fight. And, you know, here, okay, here's where she says, you know, a dead language. And Barbara's like, yes, that is what I said. Um, come here, please. I think I found something. I don't trust this person, but sure, I'll come here and see what you found. And as I'm coming to you, I'm going to ask you, do you ever get an intense sensation of already having experienced something while being hopelessly unable to recall when or why or even if you truly have? Yes, Princess Deja, I have. But we'll have to revisit that, what that phenomenon. But we'll 
have to revisit what that phenomenon at another time. Oh, that's nice writing. Uh, because this looks like it might be just what we need, doesn't it? I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Neither am I, to be honest. It just looks important. The barnacles have gravitas. Okay, so we know what Deja Thoris has just described as deja vu. Uh, and we go a couple of panels before Barbarella says, also, now I'm wondering if it's speaking a dead language that's giving you the sensation of deja vu. I, what? I don't have deja vu. I am deja. No, you are deja too, and you have deja vu. And I'm honestly devastated that you'll never understand the pleasure of linguistic opportunity you just afforded me. I'm not sure I'll ever understand why this guy got past editor. Off. Find out that under a huge dome that is underwater, which is pressurizing the whole thing and giving them nitrogen narcosis, which means they're going to start feeling drunk. And they even comment that they're starting to feel tipsy and drunk and la la. So let me get this straight. We've got one female who's basically famous for being a sex pot of the galaxy, another female who wears a couple of coils of metal, uh, alone together in an environment where they're getting drunk. I know what's happening in issue number two. I can write that one. Um, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Anyway, that's where that one uh, pops out. And it ends with them finding out that they're under an ocean with giant fish around them, which is alien to Deja Thoris because she lives on a desert planet. The other book that comes out this week from Dynamite is Turok. Not Turok, Son of Stone, not Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, just Turok. And this one is written by Ron Mars with the art by Roberto Castro. Now, this one is uh, written. I can't really say that it's any, anything lazy, uh, but it's just more of the same that we've seen before. It's Turok and his brother. Uh, it basically starts out with his brother being dragged along by some soldiers through a canyon. Um, because, and that's how they were doing it. And Turok, of course, going to come and rescue his brother. Uh, there's you know, a dozen men or more, and just Turok with his bow and arrow, and he's taking them out one by one till he can rescue his brother and they ride off. He said, I'll never, I'd never leave you, brother. Uh, and they don't know where they're So they get herded into a crevasse and comes out at the soldiers when they go into the crevasse is a giant dinosaur because they've found war into the dinosaur. This is the first thing that basically rebooted Turok one more time, uh, unnecessarily. So Ron gets to create his own Turok origin all over again and introduce all the characters and create new characters and nothing that went before has to matter anymore. That's It's gone. Never happened, never occurred. 
which, you know, sometimes you've got to do with a property if you want to reintroduce it. I don't know that there was enough in this one to actually hook people uh, because the people who already know Turok know he's a Native American who kills dinosaurs. Um, you know, the previous Turok, I believe, was modern day and the dinosaurs were in the modern day park, like a sort of like a Jurassic Park keeper. This one here is more of a, an Old West Turok who goes into the Valley of the Dinosaurs, which I believe was actually a movie in the 1960s where they were cowboys in a canyon that discovered a Valley that Time Forgot, I think was the name of the film, um, where, where there were dinosaurs. So we had cowboys and dinosaurs. We're playing that movie again, basically. Uh, not a lot happens other than, you know, the, the head cowboy who is chasing the Indians uh, isn't going to let them get away, and he follows after him and there's the big valley, and here's all the dinosaurs, and come back next month, and we'll see if uh, the cowboy catches the Indian, or if the Indian kills the cowboy, or if dinosaurs kill them both, or if they try to work together and survive where they are. I don't know. I'm not interested. Uh, you might be. The artwork is really good. Uh, it, it's got a very old-school kind of comic, Western comic book feel to it, kind of like the Jonah Hex stuff was. Um, so that was, you know, what first appealed to me about it, and it's why I liked reading it, but the story is not one that's going to hook me. Um, so, you know, I may come back and look at it as for reviews, but it's not one that I'm going to run out and add to my collection. Anyway, thank you guys for coming by, and we hope we'll see you again soon. We've got more live streams planned. We've got a very big one coming up, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday during the day in the afternoon. And we'll be advertising that heavily, uh, getting the information out on that one. So we hope you'll all come, to, come and join us. Thank you. Critical Blast, where pop culture gets blasted.